Hello and welcome to Making Mediumship the Norm, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Espinasi, known as New Zealand's Modern Medium, and I have been very privileged over the years to connect thousands of people to their loved ones in spirit, whether that be through one-on-one readings to my sellout Whispers from Above shows. I'm excited to be able to bring you this podcast where together we are going to be bringing mediumship into the everyday homes, the everyday hearts and everyday conversations. Whether you are here seeking solace after the loss of a loved one, needing guidance on your life's journey, or simply you have a curiosity to explore the mysteries of the universe, the Making Mediumship the Norm podcast is here to support you. My intention with each episode is to help you bridge the gap with life beyond this earth. So without further ado, let's tap in to today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode. I am so excited and honored to introduce you to my special guest today, Monica Lynn, who is, well, we have just retitled her as a consciousness coach. So we are going to be having such an empowering, inspiring and moving conversation that is going to open up your consciousness to that next level So if you're here and listening, it's because you're meant to be here. You're ready for the codes, the transformation, and the activation that's going to happen this conversation. So Monica Lynn is someone who claims to work with your divine inheritance. And I'm just like, ooh, hello, what is this all about? I'm so excited. So Monica, without further ado, a huge welcome to you. Ah, uh, thank you so much, Monsa, for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be here as well. I feel like people are really going to be able to relate to your story. I know that I can relate to your story so much as well. So you have a bit of a rags to success story, which I'd love for you to kind of take us back to before you kind of have become the woman or the evolution of who you are right now. So take us back to 2019 and one of these life altering moments that happened to you. Okay, great. So yeah, so 2019, I had been uh, living So I was living on the West Coast where I'm not from originally, but for 14 years. So my life was there. My friends were there and I was in an unhealthy, let's just say a very unhealthy relationship with my son's father. And so just getting kind of straight to the point with that, I realized that, you know, I want to say this too, because it was very unconscious. Like I felt I'd been on my own since 18 years old. And I had done a lot of healing work. I've been on my spiritual journey for a long time. I got sober a couple of years before that, before 2019. So I was in sobriety for two years, right? Working through my feelings, working through my emotions, which of course, actually, now that I say that, go figure that I was realizing, oh my God, I'm in an unhealthy relationship. And in order for me to actually leave though, it was like all or nothing. It was like either like I make the move and I, I leap in faith. And I couldn't take anything with me. Like I moved 2,500 miles away. I literally packed a suitcase, my toy poodle and my 18 month old baby hopped on a plane. And that was it. I just want to say like, before you go on and and what all that took, I want to say I can totally relate. I had my eldest at 21 and leaving her dad was a really scary thing. It was like, oh my goodness, we're, we're not meant to be together, unhealthy relationship, all of that kind of stuff. I went on to do it a second time. So I got, mm. I got married with baby daddy number two, my son's dad, same thing again, having to leave And now with my youngest as dad, we're we're still together, but I can take myself back in those moments where it really is an all or nothing. And you have to trust in something so much greater than yourself because it's, you're stepping into the unknown and unknown Mm. that you have no idea. You're a young, you're, I was a young mom. I'm sure you were a young mom too. It's like, you don't even know what you're doing as a mother, let alone now having to try and figure it out as a solo mom. So take us Mm. to what made you jump? Like, what was that faith in you that you just knew it was going to work out? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll actually share it was I, 
a phone call I was on with a friend of mine who was also very spiritual. And he said, Monica, and he said, what would you choose? What would be your choice? If you didn't have to think about the money, if there was nothing in your way, what would you want? And it was like, wow. And at that moment, I felt like everything, the fears and the what ifs and the hows, like all just kind of come crumbling down. And I realized it was that easy. It was like, I could choose. I had a choice. He allowed me to know that I had it like, or remind me, I should say that I had a choice. And that for me, I think was like the, that was the pivotal moment was like, I know what I want. And it wasn't staying where I was. And so you packed your bags, you've got no money, you've got the baby and the toy poodle. What unfolded after that? So I had a um, offer to stay in my aunt's basement basically like to, she had a finished basement and I thought, okay, I'll take it. Like, we'll, we'll do this. Mind you would like, and living like when, when in Los Angeles, like it was very comfortable. You know, I had a bit, I had every, it's not like I walked away from like something that was super, super besides the relationship where I didn't see a future with. So I think that's also kind of the shocker too, right. That we think about like a lot, oftentimes, like if we're in a comfortable situation to like going with your baby and living in your aunt's basement, like is also shocking (laughs) in and of itself. Right. So there was that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do now? But this is where I want to say about like really being conscious and like how I really worked this because first things first, that was the most important was that a, I reminded myself that I was living only in the moment, like only in the moment. And I was going to only focus on things that made me happy. And my most important thing was like literally focusing on gratitude throughout the entire day. Thank you so much that I have, I don't even care, girl, like a chair to sit in. Like, thank you for my body. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the breath I get to breathe. Thank you for my legs for working. Thank you for being of sound mind. Thank you for my baby. Thank you for this comforter. Thank you for this pillow. I mean, literally like there was, you got to break it down sometimes to even like the little most minute things to be grateful for, right? Absolutely. And sometimes we get so in our heads with that and we're like, there's nothing to be grateful for. And it's like, There is so much to be grateful for when you actually start. I don't know if listing is the right word to use, but I'm like, what can we use in this moment? But when you do start listing, okay, my body, the roof over my head, all of that kind of stuff, you realize just how abundant you are. Like we think, oh, there's, I've got nothing going for me. There's no, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there is so much available when we make a conscious choice to see it. Conscious choice. And and the other thing that I would do, which was actually pretty funny, was when I would, when my mind, when my logical mind would start freaking out about money, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? You know, like, and it would, you know, try to get me on the trip about money. And then I thought to myself, what do I have that I'm super abundant? And I remember thinking to myself, if somebody came up to me right now and were to write me a check for $10 million, I don't care, whatever, $20 million and would say, you look like you're in need of some money, honey. I'll write you a check for $20 million if you just want to give me that little baby. And I was like, damn, I'm richer than $20 million. (laughs) Yeah. So in that, right, when you start to freak out, because I'm sure a lot of people have experienced some form of whether it is a relationship breakup or whether it's loss of a job or losing a loved one that just puts you in such a state of grief that you can't necessarily cope what did you do consciously or let's just say where was the awakening moment that made you realize actually even though there might not be any money in my bank account i'm totally fine and supported and taken care of yeah so that was really and then so that's where okay so the consciousness and then being in the moment and trusting i really i had no other choice i was like i just i have to trust that i have to trust my higher power i told myself and especially like getting sober like 2 years sober it was like god would not pick me from a roaring river to place me on a rock to not have a plan like there's just that was my conviction right that was my belief like there was no way i just didn't buy into it i was like there's no way and it's for all of us like God 100% has a plan if we can be obedient, if we can listen, right? Like, and do the things that seem scary, sound scary, look scary, feel scary. And often we're we're too busy to listen, (laughs) right? Yeah. 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 Or too like caught up in, in the 3D reality of what is being presented in front of us to really listen to the divine or source, God, whatever we want to call it, tomato, tomato in my eyes. 
to really yeah. receive that beautiful flow that we are one with it all. So for you, when did you tap into God, not necessarily in how God is perceived in a religious manner, but how yeah. did you really tap into God and you being God yourself? Yeah, great question. So I did not grow up with any religion. I didn't grow up with anything. I like believed in God, but it was kind of like my my God was like, like kind of like a Santa Claus, you know, like, Hey, like if you're out there, if you can hear me, you know, it was kind of like that belief, but nothing that I knew well. So when I was 19 and when I left home, I had an encounter with spirit and it really was when my spiritual journey began, but it was like, God was giving me directions to first it started off with like, I want you to go do this. I want you to go get this newspaper. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that was like the first time I'd ever, I was like, what? And then it was like, okay, now I want you to go do this. And then, then I was instructed that I was to go to the library and take out a library card. By the way, I had just moved to Las Vegas. I was 19. I had no intention of going to the library and getting a library card. That is probably okay. not what you go to Vegas for, right? I'm no. like, I haven't no. been to that part no. of America, so I don't know. <laughs> Okay, but definitely not. So I was like, what? You want me to go to the library and get a library card? Like what? So, but I listened and I went and got a library card. And anyway, so that was my beginning. So no, I didn't start off with like religion. So I I don't know. In a weird way, I'm like, was I, was that like maybe a good thing? Cause I wasn't like tainted, you know, like it wasn't shoved down my throat. So I think I was pretty open. I had no judgments. I had no, like I was open to it, but I never experienced anything. So but like looking back now, I look at things when I was younger and a lot of things now make sense. Like I really never felt at home here. Like I never felt at home. I would always lay in my bed when I was little going, what am I doing here? I want to go back. I want to go home. I want to go back to where I came from. I don't like it here. Yeah. Amazing that you had such a deep connection from the very beginning. I mean, we all do until we kind of get shaped by the world and society and all of that kind of stuff. So once you kind of settled, I guess, with the baby and all of this kind of stuff, because there was such a beautiful unfolding to your life. So I'm kind of like, well, I want to get to the juicy part. Um, yes. But for you, you know, you had to trust in something and you truly believed, you know, God was there guiding you and supporting you. Can you also share, like, did you ever feel the presence of your loved ones and spirit guiding you as well? Is there someone there oh, that yeah. you were like, whoever it might be, was was really helping me as well? Yes. So um, my grandma, Monica, I was um, gonna was go. I felt like it was a grandma, but I was like, oh, yeah. I was a grandma. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And ironically, I was just thinking about her again this morning because she passed away at the age that I am now from ovarian cancer, left behind four small children, which is so tragic. And um, but I have felt her my whole life. Like I talk to her all the time. She's been a guardian angel to me or someone that I just talk with. I have pictures of her all in, you know, in my at my altar. Like her and my grandfather, my grandfather passed away a handful of years ago, but yes, they're always like, you know, I'm always inviting them, asking them for help. You know, like I know that there's again, like with fear and we're all one, right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's just whoever we're connecting to. It's just whatever we're asking for. It's always there for us, but we do have to ask, like you, we have to ask for it. We have to ask for help. That's a part of our free will. It's there for us. And they're like, yes, Thank you. Keep asking. We're here. We can align stuff. We're trying to make stuff happen for you. And um, yeah, lo and behold, like a week later, I had reached out to my friend that I, you know, we were off and on for 20 odd years. He was my high school sweetheart. And I said, you want to go see a movie? I, I don't really have any friends here and I'm in town. And I didn't know if he was married or had a girlfriend. You know, I didn't know his story because he's not on social media. So <laughs> he was like, yeah, let's go see a movie. And, um, yep, he was still single and long story short, come to find out he always knew that I was the one decided he was going to wait for me, but said, I, I didn't think you were going to take this long. I love that. <laughs> Kept him waiting was worth the wait. And then you say to him, honey, there's no such thing as time. No. And then I said to him, I go, oh my God, it was you that brought me back. Oh, I love that. And now you two are married, right? Are you married? So now we're married. Yep. So yep. He 
you know, was amazing, stepped, like stepped right into the role with my son. It was amazing. It all fell together. Um, we were like a year later, I had a non-negotiable. That was my non-negotiable with the universe. I told God, I said, I, I don't care how, but I want a house and I'm getting it. And I would write about it. I would script about it in detail. I can pull out that list for you. And it's like the exact house we live in. Like, I'm telling you, it's like, this isn't just like woo woo weird stuff, right? It's just, it's not like you, if you work it, it works. <laughs> Like that's yeah. how powerful we, we truly are. Right. And so, yeah, we got married we got the house, we had the baby. Yeah. And so there was a plan, right? There's always, I believe in divine order. I feel yes. like you know, there is so much available to each and every single one of us. You talked here before about, you know, realizing how powerful we are. And I feel like so much of the 3D world, like the everyday life that we're in, that we forget how powerful we are. We forget that we have choices, that there is infinite possibilities and divine intelligence that flows through us, that we have all the answers and all the solutions to everything that we could possibly ever want or imagine. Yet until sometimes life shakes us up, we kind of forget Mm. that we're not just this itty bitty human. Like for you, you had a turning point moment where you woke up and you were like, I can't keep doing my life this way in a relationship that is not for the highest for either myself or for him. And then going through that, you know, your whole life, not necessarily falling apart because it was part of falling together, right? But to put it in a human concept, it's like, you know, your life fell apart. You had to relocate. Here you are, this young mom with a baby, And then you trusted in something that was so much greater that made no sense. Why would you leave your life in LA? Monica, one of the things I'm just going to side note here, I totally believe I'm destined to live in Beverly Hills. So me and the Beverly Hills housewives are going to all be best friends. Like that's, that's my vision in life. (laughs) Um, But anyone that knows me knows I love that show. You had to, it's not that you had to, but you trusted in something that made no sense. And now look at how beautiful your life is. And imagine had you not trusted and you stayed in, well, this is what I can see. So this is all I can have. Mm. It would not have been good. And that's where I like another saying I'll use, like when there's things that we can't seem to control or thing, I think too, when when something dies, it's almost like the suffering or the, how should I say this? Like the passing away of the dream, right? It's like when that crumbles, it's not only dealing with the pieces and then moving on. It's like, also, it's like putting to rest the dream that you once had, because I don't think that we ever intentionally start a relationship and have a baby and want that that, not picture as a woman, like to start a dream family, right? To start our dream life. So then when you can see that crumbling, it's like not only letting go of everything in your life that to have control over, but then being like, I'm not going to have that right now. I totally get that (laughs) because I've done that three times. So yeah, Yeah. totally. I never went into any relationship thinking, oh yeah, let's have a baby and then not be together. Cause that sounds like a really good idea. Cause yeah. <laughs> really not. There's a, there's a part of my ear, see how it goes. Yeah. There's a part of me, Monica, that goes, what was I thinking before I came into my yes. human body? Like, yes, yes. I'm going to go to earth, have these three children with three different people. Cause that's going to be such a fun time. I'm always like, what was the point of this? Like, why did I choose this for myself? So yeah, I agree. No one really goes into anything thinking, well, I'm only going to go in it for a short time and screw it up and blah, blah, blah. So how did you get into what you're doing now, which is claiming our divine inheritance? I feel like this is so my jam. This is all the things that I probably talk about as well. So how did you get to this point? So here you are with the baby. Yes, you got the nice dream man that has waited his whole life for you. So how did you get into really supporting others with their consciousness? I mean, I feel like it was something that I was, it was a calling. It was like, I felt this is something that I want. I love connection. I love people. I love, it's just what I love. I don't know. I personally, I love anything that's like about growth. I'm extreme, like as a Scorpio, I'm all about transformation. So I really do like the process of transformation. I was going to say too, like, it's really our perception 
it's always about our perception. Like even when I was saying that with like gratitude or like you can view everything as like, is it falling apart or is it falling together? Like, is it impossible or I'm possible? Exactly. I mean, it's really the way that you're looking at things. And if we can look at things in life that everything is truly working out for us, if we can view it from that perception, then there's nothing to be really scared about. Because when we're in a mode of like, I literally have like this book next to me and it's like this whole blank book. And it's like, I fill it with like how I want my story to be. Because when you are creating, right? When we're creating our stories, it gets to be fun. Well, you know, it's you're, you're leading into it. And listen, I am not trying to say that that does not come with problems and that does not come. I think that the more that we seek growth, we're always pushing a, a barrier. We're always pushing a load forward. It's never easy. Like we're the misfits, right? We're the, we do the crazy stuff. We're the risk takers. And if you're feeling like your life is falling apart, or it's always been a mess your whole life, like good for you. You're in the right spot because you're going to keep pushing. Like, that's just, that's what we do. Like, I, I reckon we think it's falling apart because we're going against the 3D yes. kind of, well, the 3D matrix because we're like, well, I'm supposed to have the 2.5 kids and be married and have this job and blah, blah, blah. And it's really not that at all. So what's happening is we feel our lives are crumbling. We feel that things are falling apart, but what's really happening is Mm. you're being awoken to truth. You're being Mm. taken out of the very thing that is screwing you over in a sense. You're now able to really reconnect with the truth of who we all are because we don't all have our own truth. Like we're all one. Everything is Mm -hmm. interconnected. And I think you brought up such a good point that I want to kind of circle back is you talk about everything as perspective. So we are made to believe we live in a world of duality, good or bad, right or wrong, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we can view something as this is terrible. Why is this happening to me? But everything is in divine order. Everything is created in perfection. So if there is no bad and there is in some ways no good, then what are we left with? And so Mm. if we can shift our perspective, it's going to give us a a different reality. So if we are always someone who is like, life sucks, no one loves me, blah, blah, blah. How can life bring you amazing things? Whereas if you are someone like yourself who is like, everything is working out for me, creating my life is so much fun. Like life gets to respond that way. So I feel like I'm, I just want to dissect so much of what you're saying, but go back to um, how as well, you're saying you love helping people with transformations and all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. Because I, I think that there's, you know, that is part of the programming, right? The programming is to keep us busy so that we're sidetracked so that we, we fill up our calendars with goals and to do's and that we don't take time. Like we know that by now, right? It's part of the trick. Like don't go within, don't feel your feelings, don't feel your emotions you know, those sort of things. And honestly, I'm I'm really, and it's weird because all of the techniques also didn't really resonate with me. They just didn't like all these, I was like, I just was like, no, I don't feel that. And I've realized that it was always, again, for me, it was always really about just staying present. It was always about being conscious. It was about having an attitude of gratitude. It was about faith. And I'm really all about like keeping it simple, like keeping it stupid, simple. Like it doesn't have to be all these things and get in the hamster wheel of like healing. Like, no, healing happens in the now. You're not going to go back in time and fix things. You're going to heal it now. And you're not going to obviously heal the future. So when are you going to do it? You're going to do it now in the present. And when the feelings come up, it's like sitting with them. It's usually things that, that haven't been dealt with. It's emotions. It's the energy in motion. And it's like, whoa, what's coming up? Is this like something from my childhood? Is this something that I didn't process? Like, and feeling it with love and compassion and really honestly, the whole point is like having that relationship with ourselves because the relationship with ourselves is what's reflected in everything around us (laughs) and everything above us and underneath us. Right. So it's like coming back to the center, it's coming back to the center. And it's like, I always say, it's like, you are the greatest show on earth. Like, welcome. It's you. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's for everybody. And I feel like the work that you're doing and really working with this level of consciousness Sometimes there are people that try to bypass all of this. 
there's a there's a lot of that like spiritual bypassing going on and in some ways you know everybody has how however they're going to get there they're going to get there but I, I really mm. believe it is important to honor our feelings and everything that we are. And often, you know, we don't want to feel sad because sad is labeled a, a bad emotion, but it's not a sadness, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all emotions are valid. All experiences are valid. We've all had rap happen to us. That's part of life on earth. And I really believe that the suffering and the pain that we experience is to shake us out of this matrix. It's to go, hello, wake up. You're this beautiful source energy in this physical body. And there's so much more to life. Wake up from the programming. And that's why sometimes we have, like you and I have kind of been through these relationship breakups or we have these people that we love so much now go into spirit or you lose the job or whatever it is you have these really hard challenging things happen to snap you out of it and once you're Mm -hmm. kind of in that state that's where someone like you comes in and goes okay you ready you're ready for what it's really about and (laughs) you really help them to see that all there is is the now because the past, yeah. the future, everything in your, it all happens now in this moment. Yeah. And I, and like I said, it's not because, and it's not about, you know, wishing for everything to get better. It's not about that. Like I, I can't tell you how many times in practices, like no matter what I'm going through, if I check in with the now moment and I ask myself, is everything okay? Like right now, like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Like if you were hungry, do you have food, do you have shelter, do you, is your health, your family, kids? Okay, cool. Like whenever we're like really checking in, it's just our minds that's going in all these different directions and making up things. But in the reality, it's like, if I look around, you could count right now, like you could look around you and be like, oh my God, like, look at the abundance I'm surrounded by, like, oh my gosh. And it would fill your heart. And then that's when you're going to go, yes, please. More of that, please. Just to share, just like a vulnerable share. It's like all of this great stuff was happening in my life. But then at the same time, I, I'm dealing with contrast with my child's father. And there's been a lot of big issues with that. Huge issues with that. You know what I mean? But I'm like, okay, so I'm just, yep. So it's like learning the (laughs) lessons. Yeah. You, if you know, you know, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? Like, this is just part of it. And like you said, like there's sometimes there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. It doesn't mean that you're never going to deal with that again. It just, you, you now have like the tools to how you get through this, right. Breathing through this, like acceptance. Exactly. There's such a difference in believing that, or I actually don't believe in beliefs anymore, but just to kind of help put it into context, it's like you can believe that you are broken or you can believe that you are whole. Mm -hmm. And whatever way you choose to kind of look at things is going to be the kind of life you have. And just because you decide that or you believe, or you know that you are whole, doesn't mean that there aren't ever going to be things that are going to go, maybe you're not, right? There's Mm. always going to be things because we are still on earth until we leave this physical body. We are still in this dimension of the physical world that is earth. And so there's always going to be earthly things that are happening. And when you shift your consciousness, you're able to navigate through this differently to someone who is like, I'm a human, life is happening to me, poor me, life sucks, I never have any money, I always get cheated on, blah, 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 you know, all my loved ones are in spirit, so what am I living for? Mm. So when we come from Mm. that perspective, we don't necessarily have the tools or the ability to tap into that divine intelligence that goes, here you are. Here's how you navigate yourself through this. You know, look at the trees and try and count the leaves and realize how much abundance is there. So it's interesting because you said a lot of tools that or practices didn't work for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of things that people are teaching, different modalities. And in some ways, I've come to realize that a lot of that is still very much a distraction. It keeps you in the cycle. Yeah, it does. And so why is your work so different? Because it's really about connecting with who you are and not and realizing that it's not about, okay, for an example, when I like connecting with source and with God, it was like, I had to borrow 
I had to borrow that faith. Like it was like, I was willing to remove the stories that I thought like who I was like coming from a disconnected family who was divorced. Like, and I had no problem being like, I'll let that shit go. I will drop that bag. I will let it go. Be like bypass. Like, see ya. Like I had no problem. Like I was like, let's go. Let's start fresh. Like, what am I supposed to believe? Like, who am I? Oh yeah. I'm a, ch- I'm a, I'm, I have a divine inheritance. Like I am one with source energy who made this world that everything is here for me. Like the mountains, the ocean, the birds, the animals, the trees, all of this is here for my experience. Like that's how special I am. Like, damn, I will take that any day. Like, let me borrow that. I'll take that. Cause I don't want to hold on to that. So again, it's like that choice. And we always have a choice. People love to hold on to that, don't they? So, what would you say would be if someone is like, I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm really sad. I'm not coping with the grief or or the loss of a loved one, or I'm really struggling because I know that I'm source energy, yet my bank account isn't reflecting the infinite riches of God that is available to me. Like, where would you say for people to kind of start in having this faith in the unseen, in the unknowing, knowing that you are so divinely taken care of? Like, how can someone start to step into that? Yeah. So again, like keeping it really simple, right? So it's like, keeping it simple, like not adding, like you have to do all this stuff. It's not about doing and it's so it's about being right. So it's about like literally stopping. I don't care if it's, you know, every five minutes of your day, putting your hands on your heart and saying, I'm okay. I'm taking care of, I'm safe. Okay. Even if you don't believe it yet, even if you don't believe it yet. And then the second is asking, asking you shall receive. We cannot receive guidance. We cannot get messages from our divines, from our spirit realms, from our our guardian angels, from the archangels. We have to always be asking. So that communication thread, it's like opening. I'm here. I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm open. You know, I need help, period. Like I need help. (laughs) And then patience. Like it's not going to, it's not going to maybe happen like this. And watch out for like little synchronicities, like start being really open. It is, I always say that with the universe, it's a dance. It's always a dance. It's like this tango, right? And it's like, we've got to move in first and we've got to lean back and then we've got to trust. And then, you know what I mean? And then like, oh yeah, then we might get dipped. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the dance. And so it's like, and knowing that it gets, it's messy. Like it's messy. It gets to be messy. It's crazy. It's sexy. It's cool. And like letting it be that way. So really just, loving yourself too, compassion and love. Like that was the, like, again, it's not, it's not like crazy, all these like things that you have to do. It's like, no, it's about just coming home. It's about knowing, accepting, like you said, like either like you're broken or, or I don't know. I always say like, I'm perfectly imperfect. Like I'm so unperfect. I'm so imperfect. I'm just perfectly imperfect. I don't know. It's just who I am. Right. I, I love that. I always say I am perfect, whole and powerful as I am. You know, a lot of people think they need to keep doing worthiness work or mindset work or healing work or trauma work or all this stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when you are, and don't get me wrong, I was totally one of these people. And in some ways, I feel like maybe we do have to do that to allow ourselves to open up the consciousness to really understand who we are, because knowing who we are, which I'm sure we believe or not believe, but we know you and I is that we are source, we are God in these beautiful physical bodies. But when you know that, it's like, how could you not be taken care of? Like, how could I not create worlds? Like the energy that is within me is creating worlds. And so why am I here having a pity party that- um, Well, I always say you can have a pity party for like 10 minutes and 15 minutes, but then like make your decision- make a choice. But I'm just, again, you know, this is just me sharing. And it's like, I never went to therapy. I never took therapy. I never, I started, you know, my spiritual journey at 20 and did a lot of ups and downs. And it's just a journey, but I've also embraced that. Like I've embraced the journey. I'm here for the journey. Like I've already declared that it's a devotion. I'm here for the journey. Like I desire things and I'm cool with it. If it comes next year or five years from now, like I'm not in a rush. Like I'm just not like life goes by way too fast. I've got babies that I want this time to last forever. I'm not in a rush like the money I'll be taken care of. Like I'll know, like, and that's the other thing. Like when you just don't put that, all that stuff on a pedestal and you just, and you, when you love yourself, like you begin loving yourself. Cause it doesn't matter. That's the work. 
that's the work. Like you got to get there first. There's stepping stones. Yeah. It's like wanting to graduate kindergarten and then like go to sixth grade. Well, I'm going to do all this stuff and try this really, you know what I mean? Like you're just rushing your life away. You're trying to get somewhere and, not, and then you're taking yourself where out of the present moment. Exactly. And none of that stuff even matters. Like the amount of money in your bank account isn't even real. Like that's not even what's truly in this moment available to you or what you even have. Like we put so much importance in, I'm only going to be successful if this, or I'm only going to be happy if I look like this. And that's when you're missing the whole point of life to be present in this moment. Timelines aren't even real. You can literally have your life shifted like this, like in an instant moment, because the universe doesn't operate in time. And that is one of the programmings. That is one of the constructs that has kept humans in these loops and in these cycles of suffering and sabotage and blah, 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 all these things. And so I love that you say that. It's true. Have your pity party for 10 minutes, then come back, come back to this present moment. And if in doubt, gratitude, as you've mentioned so many times, is the best Mm. place to start. If you're like, I don't know how to feel abundant right now, because gratitude and abundance and unconditional love, powerfulness, I'm like, what am I trying to say? It's totally a word. Yeah. I'm like, that's all the same frequency. So whether you are feeling abundant or whether you're feeling grateful, it's the same. It's like the same thing. So, and you just focus on one thing that makes you like your whole world, because it's going on in your head half the time. I'm sorry, but when there's something so wrong, it's happened. You're playing it out in your head. Cause if you stop and check in with yourself in that moment, you're going, what am I doing? Am I okay right now? Like driving in my car, going to the gas station. Like you're, you're not doing what your mind is creating, which is giving you the stress and the anxiety. But if you can just stop and focus, turn on a favorite song. If you go sit outside and just focus on a beautiful flower, your mind gets taken off of that. So I'm sorry, but yes, gratitude. It's gratitude. Like you, you know, you want to, you want to stay stuck and attached to the stories, then, then I'm sorry, but you're going to stay miserable. Like that's your choice. That's your choice. You want to stay stuck to the story, stay stuck to the story. Absolutely. I agree. And we get so attached to the story. And sometimes it's like, I know that's not the correct term anymore because I think it's like not PC, but it's like Chinese whispers. Do you you know what Chinese whispers is? Do you have that in America? So it's like when you sit in a circle and I start and I whisper something in the person's ear next to me and I might say, tomatoes are red and so are strawberries and so is a ladybug. And then the next, and then they say that to the next person. Oh, yes. Person. And by the time it gets to the last person, the last person might say, my underwear is purple and you know what I mean? it's like Chinese whispers in some ways. And um, I'm like, that's so cute. Maybe it's got a different name. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's I can't think of the name, but yes, that's funny. <laughs> and we get so attached to these stories that we've morphed. Like I was looking at my five-year-old and she was crying and, and she'd thrown the world's biggest tantrum. And then after about an hour and a half, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at my wit's end here. And I said to her, <laughs> why are you crying? She's like, I don't even know anymore. And it's like, that's what we do. That's Sometimes we've made up all of these scenarios that we don't even know if we've made it up or if it's, you know, the actual thing anymore. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I don't, I, it's not even, that's why I say like too, it's not even about the journey because sometimes that's, it happens because we're always, if we're changing and we're growing, it means we're always shedding and that, that stuff comes up. And like I said, that's when you have the tools and then you like, no, because we still do live in this world, right? Like we still do live amongst a lot of people and certain situations, but then we have those tools to remember okay, what's the story that's playing out right now? Like, what am I attaching onto? What is not real? Like right now, what's, what am I making up? What's actually just the illusion. And then that's like a whole nother conversation of the dream and the matrix and stuff, but (laughs) buying and buying into that false story and, and illusion. And it's just like, so for me, honestly, it was like, Mm, it's a battle of the mind between the ego and the consciousness and the ego is it's curious at best and it's vicious at worst. And it is the opposing force of the Holy spirit. So whatever the ego it's like, it's literally, it doesn't like you. It doesn't love you. It will attack you. And it's designed to fucking like basically take you down. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's why people talk about an ego death. And yeah. you kind of, in order to really reach this level of consciousness where you truly know you are God or and source and all of that kind of stuff, you do have to go through an ego death. I have done oh, yeah. a lot of investigating and all of this and, and it has to be the mind in some way has to die and see mm-hmm. itself as <laughs> whole and as one. But the thing is the mind, because when we come to earth and how earth is structured in this simulation or this program that we are in until we go, Hey, actually this pain is really hurting. I don't think I'm supposed to feel this pain. What is the thing that I can now do to not feel this pain? Oh, wait a minute. I'm actually not a human. I'm consciousness in in physical form. So when we are, like I said, in the, in the simulation and we have the, the mind, this ego death, then that is the truth. And Mm -hmm. whatever we think is real or whatever we think we believe about ourselves, none of that is true. The only truth is this moment right here, right now, in this now that you are so divinely taken care of, supported, loved, and everything and anything or everything and nothing really, because that is wholeness is is available to you in this moment. So if someone is really in their mind, because there are some people that are very analytical, Monica, Mm -hmm. how do you help them through Because a lot of this, you've got to have faith in something you can't see. And that's when you know you're onto it, when you're trusting in the thing you can't see. And that's why I always say your intuition is usually the thing that makes no sense because the ego likes to keep things logical. So for people who are, and we don't, you know, it's not a bad thing if you're analytical, so don't panic. But if someone (laughs) is a little bit more like, I need tangible ways to get through this. Okay, I'm sitting in the moment and I'm feeling gratitude and nothing is shifting. Is there something else that you would recommend for those people? Yeah, again, so keeping it super simple. So if I were to tell you, if you were to sit in the moment and they would say like, nothing's happening. And I would say, really, is nothing happening? Nothing. Your body's not completely functioning on its own. Your heart is not beating. Your lungs are not breathing in air that if you didn't have that very thing within two minutes, you would literally be dead. And you're going to tell me that nothing is happening. And so it's like your body is completely running on its own. And that is something to be in awe of. (laughs) And so, again, it's like I would tell analytical people, it's like you've got to really bring it back. You've got to bring it back in. You've got to stop. Like it's not about not stop, but it's like seeing things like as and everything is out there. It's like bring it back in and focus on the very mere fact of everything that's in your surrounding right now, that is all just energy. And if people can't really wrap their minds around that, that's when I say like, start super small, start really small. Don't go big. Like, do you ever hear like that saying where it's like, it it amazes me, like how many goals that people will set for themselves within one year, but then like not actually believe in themselves to even achieve them. They're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lose 80 pounds. And it's like, they get to the gym twice. And before they can even finish out the week, they've already beat themselves up that they're not even, (laughs) they're not even going for it. So it's like, we've got to take practical steps here. We can't expect something to just you know, happen overnight, it's going to be a little bit of this rewiring process, but starting small, being gentle, showing yourself love and compassion and not making it like about trying to get something. It's not about trying to get something or make it make sense. It's about feeling, it's about connecting with yourself. And then, then we kind of go from there, but I don't, I I just strongly advise people that it's like, it's not about, you're not doing anything out here. It's all going to start in here. Always has and always will be in here. And would you agree that there is an integration period? What I mean by that is when you do start to shift in consciousness, there is a bit of an adjustment period. There is an integration period. So yes, things don't happen like magically right here, right now in this moment. They will once you're fully as the consciousness, but there is an integration or reshuffling, whatever word we want to use, period. And that's why, I don't know about you, I feel like people lose momentum because they're like, well, I did the thing and it didn't happen. So let me just revert back to what it was. Yeah, that's why I do say it's about loving the journey 
and and having devotion because then honestly it strips away the it lets you relax and it allows you to watch the unfoldment you know what i mean it's like that is life whether we like it or not like if you will go back for like 5 years and you could have been in like the worst times of your life our brains have a really great way of being able to like block out the bad stuff that's why relationships like you could get out of like a 5 year relationship and like a year later you're like well maybe it wasn't that bad because our brain just it, it will forget to filter out the bad stuff and you'll just remember all the good things that that person did so a lot of people will like go back to a relationship and be like, wait, why did I do that? Oh God, I was just remembering all the good things. That's what we do naturally. Like that's our brain was designed that way to help us. So like, we'll look back and then be like, wow, why did I beat myself up? I thought I looked so bad. I thought I was fat. I thought I was ugly. I was like, I freaking look great. What was I thinking? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. we'll remember the good stuff. So like, and that is kind of the unfolding. It's like when you look back in 10 years and you're like, God, I beat myself up during all that time. I didn't have faith. I didn't go after my dreams. Like, what was I doing? Just nothing. Like, like that was so shitty. Why did I do that? So like when you get away from the thinking I'll be happy when just when I get this, when it's like, you're missing, you're missing the whole feeling point of it. Yeah. Because you're not present. You're not present in this now moment. You talked a fair few times about devotion. And I would love for you to just kind of explain what is devotion to you or how do you invite people to be in devotion? So devotion for me personally, like what it means, it's like it's I'm de I'm devoted to me because it's the only thing I have control over. It's the only thing in this entire world that I have a choice. And that is my creation, my relationships, like the, the way that I'm being. And so it's a devotion to myself. And I say that meaning like I'll devote to different things maybe in my life, but it really always comes back down to like having compassion for myself because I do see that the world tries to have it so that we're really hard on ourselves. And again, it's looking at that going, I'm not buying into that. Like, I'm just not, I just refuse to buy into it. So like you know, even like with my business, I said, I'm going to start. I had no idea how I didn't know any of the mechanics. I didn't know nothing, but my promise to myself was I'm going to do it because it's fun. And I want to help people. That's my intention. And I'm just going to devote myself to it. So it doesn't have to look a certain way. I've taken the, what it has to look like. I'm like, I'm here. I'll, I'll show up, like guide me, help me with what I need help with. And then I'm just going to devote myself to it. Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. So what have I done? I've taken the business off the pedestal. I'm just in it. Good and bad, happy, fun, ugly, messy. I don't know. That's the devotion to it and to myself because it's what I want to do. And it's what the legacy I want to leave in my lifetime. So it's like, I'm devoted. So same to my kids, right? No matter what they do, messy, bad, good, hard. I'm devoted to them unconditionally. And that is something that I feel is an important part of being in one consciousness is that we are devoted to the one and that one is who we are in this physical body in this time. So mm -hmm. Monica, I have had such a wonderful time speaking with you and you sharing so much truth and wisdom with the listeners. And I would love to give you the floor as we close off and give a message or a piece of gratitude or whoever it is, either to your beautiful grandmother, Monica, or to God, whoever it is, the floor is yours. And thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa. Gosh, I don't even know that. So that's so wonderful. And thank you for extending the space to me. And yeah, I just would like to give you gratitude for doing this, for having these conversations. I think that they're really important. I think that like what you said, whoever gets this message is that's the thing I, I said earlier, listen for synchronicities. Like you're always being guided. It's like little breadcrumbs. And my message would be like that whatever lights you up, like whatever makes you happy, like whatever gives you energy is like, go for that. Like, just go for that. Even if it's just small little things, allow yourself to like get excited, allow yourself to like enjoy life with just again, tiny, 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 like start small, just start small. 
the little stuff. So like, so yeah, so again, just thanks for you for doing all of your amazing work and inviting this type of space for people to hear these messages and sending love and light and you're always guided. Oh, thank you so much, honey. And anything you want to say to source while we're here? <laughs> yeah, there's a, I specifically have a very close relationship and that's why it's like, whatever your higher power can be, you know, even in the rooms of like AA, it was like, whatever your higher power could be, it could, it could be your curling iron. You know, it could be like a, a favorite piece of furniture. It could, it can literally be anything like something that makes you feel something that you can turn to. That's where that's again with the starting small. So like for me, like my connection personally is like, is with Jesus. So like that, that's like my man, like he's my main man. He's my, you know what I mean? He's my, he's like the father figure in my life. He's like, when I'm feeling down, it's like, I talk to Jesus. It's like, thank you. Like that's, that's my father figure. That's the, that's the man who like has got my back. You know what I mean? That's my masculine. He's my masculine. Thank you so much for your heart and the incredible work that you do and raising the human consciousness. And if people want to connect with you, where is the best place to find you? I will link it in the show notes, but where do you kind of hang out in the cyberspace world? Yes. Um, so Facebook, so Monica Lynn, and then on Instagram right now, my name is, is uh, success mindset coach underscore Monica Lynn. Yeah. Cause to the consciousness. Wait, coach, we're, we're like, shifting. We were like renamed you just before the podcast. Yeah. Um, I will link it, whatever it ends up being on Instagram. So don't worry. People will be able to find you and hear us to just so many wonderful miracles being present in the now the gratitude of this incredible life. Sending you so much love, honey. (laughs) Thank you, love. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I want to express my utmost gratitude for having you joining me on this journey in making mediumship the norm. As we together continue to explore the depths of the spiritual realm, I ask if you could please leave a five-star review for the podcast. Your feedback and your ratings not only brighten up my day, but they also help others to discover the podcast so we can truly bring mediumship into the everyday homes and conversations. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and want to work with me and see what possibilities await you, I encourage you to book in a reading with me or to check out the Soul Love Academy. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible journey in making mediumship the norm. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, remember that you are a gift to the world. Together we awaken, together we align, and together we ascend. Love always, Melissa Espinasi. Mwah!